Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining us here for episode number 177 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. We've been gone for a few weeks, primarily because I was on vacation, I was in Paris, and then on top of that, my co-host Tom, as he can attest to, has had a very, very busy work and home life schedule due to the Gold Spot catalog coming out soon, right? Tom? Yes. It's yeah, Gold been, It's been a bear. Bear of a time. Right. It's been it's been a bear of a time. I never heard that saying before, but that's cool. So he's been working on this catalog. He's been working on work stuff and then soccer stuff for the family stuff. So Cross we've just country. been very Yeah, we'll easy. go into it more. Yeah, we'll go yeah, we'll go into it more. Stuff. But speaking of Gold Spot, check out the affiliate link in the description below for all cool stuff that you can buy at Gold Spot Pens. And use coupon code PARIS at checkout for an additional savings on most of the products on the Goldspot websites with some brand exclusions applying. Again, the coupon code is PARIS, P-A-R-I-S, as in the place that I was in vacation. I love Paris. It's just such a wonderful place to be. It's a lot of fun. A lot of places to eat non-keto foods, which I did in mm. surplus, but didn't gain any weight. As a matter of fact, I lost weight. It's crazy. Nice. And I think it has to do with the fact that France has food that doesn't use like 80 chemicals in it. Like for example, Danon yogurt in Paris is like five ingredients. And yeah. it's in a glass jar with a foil lid. Danon yogurt in the US. stuff here. Yeah. Right. Danon yogurt in the US has like 60 ingredients. Like 40 of those ingredients I can't pronounce. Which doesn't surprise me because I can't pronounce a lot of stuff even if they're four letter words. But anyway... Yeah, so coupon code PARIS to check out for an additional savings on all products on the Goldspot website. Now, what I also want to talk about is our friends over at Luxury Brands of America. They are the distributors of awesome brands, namely the Banu brand. The Banu brand is out of Armenia, and they are launching a Halloween Harvest fountain pen. Okay, I'm going to read it. The famous holiday of trick-or-treating, lighting bonfires, and dressing up is upon us. It's true. It's upon us because right now it's September 30th and... It started since July, to be honest, because that's when the stores started putting Halloween stuff in the on the racks, so... It's right, upon but that, us. It's in that full directly, swing now. Right, but that directly conflicts with what I'm trying to read here. It's... it's all right, so let, let, me finish, let me finish reading before Bryce okay. kick, kicks our butt. All right. And Halloween Harvest is the perfect pen to celebrate, right? And here's why. No high fructose corn syrup, no sugar, no maltodextrin, no dextrose. This piece is a craft this piece is crafted using a combination of dramatic black and traditional jack-o'-lantern colors to truly set the mood. And in true Banu style, it comes complemented with a dash of fire-like sparkles. What what Banu pen is a Banu pen if not for the sparkles, right? Produced as a limited edition with just 500 pens worldwide. Jeez, that's not a lot of pens. Each pen is supplied with a certificate of authenticity confirming its serial number signed by Banu's owners. That's kind of cool. I like that certificate thing. Kind of not necessary. Kind of really like, I don't think anybody's gonna make a, yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna make a fake Banu pen, right? But it it, I, it, yeah. it looks but like the thing fire. is that because it's limited. They I think they want to 
reinforce the idea of its limitedness and its exclusivity. It's like it has comes with a signed card. Sure, but then why didn't they do that with any of the other limited editions? Uh, because your hand gets tired after signing it for so many times, I guess. Well, maybe yeah, not if they're using simple. a fountain pen. If they're using a ballpoint pen, yes. But if you're using mm -hmm. a fountain pen, guess what? I don't think it would be as tiring. The MSRP on this pen is $155, available at your favorite retailer online or in store if you have it, if you're lucky enough to have a store that has it in store near you. But if you're going to purchase it, please purchase it at Goldspot Pens because every purchase at Goldspot Pens helps out the Pentertainment Podcast and the Pentertainment Studios. Making sure to use the affiliate link in the description below and using coupon code PARIS. I love PARIS. Anyway, that is all we have for sponsorships this week. Oh, wait. There's another one. What's Whenever it? introducing the new... So there's another read. It doesn't. It's not dated, so I think he wants us to talk about this one also. But he wants me to also talk about the retro 51 rainforest rollerball pen right so this I is kind of they were cool. almost done with that i don't know it's it's no? it's here unless it's a mistake so so there's a retro 51 rainforest pen it has a cute little frog on the finial and the whole thing is covered in in rainforesty rainforest stuff tropical decorations parrots right leaves okay so with animals of the rainforest wrapping around the pen and a tree frog perched on the finial, the Retro 51 is sure to <laughs> the Retro 51 is sure to be one of a kind. Um, here's a great part, though. Here's the part that I really respect. A portion of the proceeds from the purchase of the pen will be donated to the Rainforest Trust to help protect endangered animals and landscapes around the world, limited to 500 individually numbered pieces worldwide. You can purchase them directly at luxurybrandsusa.com slash product slash retro 51. That link will be in the description below. Please make that purchase because you're helping frogs and animals and rainforests. And, and and just please be advised that they that's different than the gold spot thing. Right. They don't accept coupon codes to do their thing over there. So Right. So it's it's just full retail price, whatever their retail price is. Yeah, and for, for luxury brands. Right. And make this purchase because it helps out rainforests and just to put things into perspective how many times has your day been ruined by a rainforest existing zero times in your life did you wake up go to get your coffee and a rainforest smacked it out of your hand and said no coffee for you right but how many times in life is a rainforest day ruined because of us many so let's try That's to reverse profound. that Right? I, I made, dude, I made that excellent. up right now. So, I anyway. Love it. Yeah. So, please make your purchases at the Gold Spot pens using the affiliate link for the Bennu pen. And please make your purchase of the Retro 51 Rainforest pen directly at the Retro 50, I'm sorry, directly at the Luxury Brands USA website that will be provided in the link below. Now, I have some stuff I want to talk about, namely the Pilot Custom 91 with the FA nib. So it's a, it's a nine twelve, isn't it? We're talking F ninety nine one. What did I just say? Right. You you said the ninety one. Did I say ninety one? I meant nine twelve. Oh okay. Sorry. Yes, yes. That's I was the like, one I asked I, did you I to get prepare. the right pen? <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, no. That's the one I asked you to prepare. The nine twelve with the FA nib. I really want to talk about this pen because it's a very interesting and unique pen. So stay tuned. After the introduction, we are going to be discussing the Pilot Custom nine twelve with the FA nib. But before we get started, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. Tom, you better curse and not make me look bad in this one. 
So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage Savage. All right, so like I said, we are back. If I'm a little bit hyper, realize I have been off of keto for about three weeks because of my vacation to Paris, and then having come back, we kind of, my wife and I just kind of extended our, our diet breaking, and what Ooh, I do okay. notice is, and I've talked about it before, when I eat carbs and I don't eliminate carbs, my ADHD mm. kicks back in full force, so I might nice. be a little hyper. I might have a little ADHD, and that's fine, right? Because in a couple of weeks, I'll just be melted out a little bit more. But enough of that. What I really want to talk about, and I've been using this pen a lot recently, because as you know, Tom, I have been addicted with the whole... My cats are meowing at me from outside the door. My... What was I saying? You've been addicted to drawing. Right, I've been addicted to drawing. I've been doing a lot of illustrations lately. Comic book characters... Yes. All that fun stuff. I've been doing a lot of illustrations lately, and I've been doing a lot of penciling, and I've been doing a lot of inking. And holy shit nuggets, man, I have to tell you, inking is really the harder part of drawing, I think, because pencils, you can hide a lot of shit, right? You scratch something out with a pencil, and, you know, you kind of just rough over it, but when you're doing inking, that's the final layer, and all the pencils are going to be erased, so any and all flaws will be exposed. Now, I also have been using a lot of brush pens by Tombow. I've been using inking pens by Sakura, the Micron pens. The Micron's, yeah. Right. However, it's like, when I use them, yes, there are effective, especially the hard tip Tombow brush pen. It, It really feels like a pointed felt tip pen. Mm-hmm. And you can get some line variation on it, right? Yeah. It's really effective for comic book drawing. However, I do want to say that when I use those disposable pens and not fountain pens for inking stuff, right? I feel like I'm cheating on my wife. I oh, swear geez. to like that's what it feels like. I feel like my pens are on the background looking you at feel, me. You feel dirty and just Yeah, oh, yeah. Unshameful. So when we were talking to Crease about why he doesn't use fountain pens, he's worried about the spatter. Mm-hmm. Fountain pens don't do that. He's talking about dip pens. He's talking about like right. the zebra, zebra dip nibs and stuff like that. So or the calligraphy things. They're very tinny. They're very thin. They spread really easily. So as you're drawing, it'll catch the paper. Even something as smooth as yeah, even something as smooth as Strath Strathmore 300 yeah. Bristol board, it'll catch and it'll it'll like spatter. So yeah, I don't use those. But fountain pens don't. So. No. Even like especially steel nibs. Now even flexible nibs with very soft nibs like mm-hmm. the Pilot Falcon nine. I'm sorry, the Pilot Custom nine twelve with the FA nib. Even mm-hmm. that one, using it on like cheaper paper, I still didn't get it to spatter or the tines to spread and then spring and then flick ink. Right. But being that I've been using this pen for inking and I've been using the Platinum Kuro Churo. How do you call that? new super dark chukuro Mm -hmm. i've been using that i was thinking about the utility of this pen not just for drawing but as well as for writing because at work i have to sign a lot of cheap copy paper i have to do a lot of things and stuff like that so i want to talk about this pen i want to give you my thoughts on this fountain pen i also want to hear tom your thoughts on this fountain pen which is why i asked you to prepare one and bring it home with you from work all right should i get it inked up uh, are you are you allowed to or you know? I can. 
I mean, you don't have to because I don't think we we are able to well, do. See, I think what might be a useful point of comparison is that I have an 823 with an FA nib. And oh, I was just and I have it with the flexible nib factory feed on it. Um, so I think it might be a nice comparison just to. I, I think it would have been if you didn't have a altered feed. Because I'm pretty sure people aren't going to get that. So if they want a comparison, I'm pretty sure they're going to want a comparison with the stock feed so that they can see if there's a difference in terms of railroading or skipping. Well, also, the A23 with the FA configuration is not one that's readily available from Pilot. It's only the, uh, the 912 or the 743. You can get the FA nib. You can't right. get it on A23, too. So it's kind of a, a one-off sort of thing, which is why it ended up finding my it way to me because... I've been always jonesing for this combination, and I've always said to Pilot, I was like, I will be your first customer if you decide to put the 823 with an FA nib, mm, but I hear they you. have yet to why would they put, listen to... put their brain cells together for that. Right, why would, they, so. why would they listen, right? So, so let's not compare them. Let's save that for a different time. Please put in the comments below or e email us at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com if you do want to see that comparison, but keeping in mind that it has a custom... Feed. It doesn't have the actual Pilot stock feed in it. But we're going to talk about the Pilot Custom 912 with the FA nib. Now, real quick, what I want to talk about with this pen is this pen is very executive looking. It's a very, I'm a boss. I put the pen in my shirt. When I take it out, I'm the guy in charge. I unscrew it. kind of looks like a gladius, like one of those swords that you would see. You know, for back in the Roman swords sort of thing, right? Well, I, I kind of, I agree and disagree. I agree that it looks like a sword. I think it looks like Lynx's master sword. Okay, right? fair enough. From the Legend of Zelda. Now, this this pen is really, this pen is really satisfying when you cap and uncap it. It has a very smooth capping. It's one and a half rotations and it has a very snug stop. What I wanted to ask you about, and I know you know this more than I do, is the number of stars, Right? So on the center band, there's two stars on this pen. Can you explain to me why this one has two stars and there are others that have three stars, four stars, one star? Based on the look on your face, I think you can't. Right? Um, the one that I'm looking at here does not have any stars on the center band. Yeah, it does. It has the stars between 912 and Pilot Made in Japan. Look at it. I'm trying to look at it in the light, and you don't shine the light straight stars. into the camera. You're shining the light straight into the camera. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a good angle. I, can, yeah, I can't but see look, anything. It's right here. It's right. It's right there. Do you see? But do you see? I see no. I see no stars. Oh, my camera's well, not as good as yours, but I see no stars on this thing. Okay. I see. Right, custom, so... I see Custom Heritage Nine Twelve mm -hmm. Pilot Japan, and and it's filled in. Is what you're saying. So you're saying that this, these stars are filled in with black. Like yeah. You, there's not just an engraving impression. Look. No, I don't. See? I don't have those on here. It must oh, be wow. because it's. Yeah. This might be. Mine is a, a few years thing. old. They got rid of that. Yeah. Mine is a few years old. So I didn't know why there were some stars on some models, and then like I think higher end pens have more stars, and I think that's why. But listen, my pen. What does your pen come with? Because yours is a newer model. Mine came with the, the converter. The pump converter. The Con 70. The, the Con the push 70. Button. Yeah. Right. So I want to tell you what's awesome about this pen. What's awesome about the custom 912 with the FA nib is the quality of the pen. 
Now, when it comes to Japanese pens, and I was talking about this with a coworker the other day, the Japanese pens, they don't really seem to go too in-depth when it comes to the build material, right? So they'll use injection molded plastic. They'll use plastic that's not like really nice resins like you see in Leonardo's. You don't see these nice resins and whatnot. They make solid, really well done injection molded bodies. But where they really do focus their energies on, I believe, is in the nibs. And I think Pilot makes some of the best nibs on the market. And it's, when I, it's seriously real good. Yeah. And it has such a unique winged look. It has these scallops cut out on the sides. And I love how the nib looks. This one is a 14 karat gold FA nib. Now, what I like about the FA nib is the tip size. It's in between, in my opinion, it's in between a Japanese fine and a medium which is kind of just like a European fine, mm -hmm. right? And that's when you're writing normally. Yes. When you're writing with a little bit pressure, it goes to a, like I said, in between medium and fine, Japanese fine, to about just a little broader than a medium. But what I don't like about it is it certainly railroads very quickly. The feed does not keep up, right? Now, I've heard people talk about it and say, well, the reason why that is is because you're supposed to write at certain angles because it's designed for Japanese calligraphy and whatnot. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know any Japanese calligraphy. I barely, barely know American English calligraphy. So that doesn't do me any use. So what I find myself using this pen is for just regular, normal writing. I don't use this pen really for flex writing. It's not a flex nib. It's almost a semi-flex nib. For regular writing, very bouncy, very wet, and I really like it. It keeps up when I'm doing regular writing. Does it keep up when I'm doing normal writing? Not at all. I'm mean, sorry, when it, I do in flex writing, not a chance. It doesn't do it in the least bit. Now, I've talked about this next thing several times in the past, and it comes, it's when I'm talking about the, the Con 70 converter. I love the Con 70 converter because of its incapacity. But Tom, can you guess why I don't like the Con70 ink converter? Because as I was just trying to do it before, as you were seeing, it wasn't really... I mean, my, my ink level in the Leonardo bottle that I have here is kind of on the lower side. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to tilt it to try to get it, but it, it wasn't that great in being able to fill it. Like, I maybe got like a little less than maybe a quarter or something like that mm. just and it was it, and i'd have to keep pushing it over and over again just to see if i could get enough suction on it but. yeah i i find that if you just keep pumping that little pump action converter just it'll eventually it. fill it up up to 90 percent. the reason why i don't like this converter is because cleaning it is such a pain in the butthole now mm -hmm. the reason why is because anybody who's cleaned this converter can sympathize you'll dunk it in water You'll spray it, you'll fill the, the section and the converter with water, squirt it out, shake it, and then ink magically keeps appearing, right? Yeah. There is a solution to it that requires you to have a blunt point crackhead syringe, okay? Now, mm -hmm. I drew a little diagram here, and I want you to just pay attention for everybody watching. If you're okay. not watching, then just try to follow along as best as possible. So this little diagram here that I'm showing you, 
This is just a really quick sketch I did with a pencil. Imagine this end here that I'm pointing to. That's the, the, open, the, that's open, the open end. end that connects with the front section. Right, the open end that connects okay. with the front section. Now inside, what makes this whole converter work is the little metal stick inside yes. the converter. Right. Now that stick is not solid. That stick is like a tiny metal straw. And over here in the center, I just drew in, uh, really roughly drew in the plunger, right? Mm -hmm. So every time you pump this converter in a bottle of ink, it sucks up ink because of this little metal straw, okay. right? right? And then what ends up happening is ink gets trapped in that little metal straw. Right. And then when you're done with the converter and you wash it out, ink keeps staying inside that converter. So every time you go and you use you shake the converter after you think it's clean, it's just going to keep just magically gonna, producing more ink. That hidden ink inside that tiny straw is just going right. to keep getting out in there. The solution to cleaning out this converter completely and totally, without exception, and works every mm -hmm. single time, is you have to take a syringe, the blunt mm -hmm. point syringe, and spray water directly into that metal straw. If you do that, you'll clean out the converter and then there won't be any more magical ink production. This kind of looks like a weird, like, penis. This drawing I did. But anyway, that's how you clean it. You know what I mean? So, I love this pen. I think it's great. I think it's great for regular writing. However, I have to also say, though, I think I would have been happier without the FA nib if I had a regular fine point nib. I was just flexing with it. Yeah, but that's not fair, dude. You just filled it up, so it's super saturated. You I'm know what trying, I mean? I'm working it out. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get, see if if I could get it to railroad. So you, as you could hear, I don't know if you could hear me scritching on there, dear listener, but that's what me. Uh, but I I do agree with you though, because I what I really like about I've been using the 823 with the FA, mm -hmm. and what I thoroughly enjoy about that is that. Despite the fact that it can flex for me, mm -hmm. I can just write with it as a regular fine nib. Right. And when I do write with it as a fine nib, it is so smooth. Yeah. It's such a smooth it's a, such a smooth nib for a fine point, for being Japanese too, because Japanese like platinum, sailor, tend to be a bit of a rough rider when you get to the finer end of the spectrum there. So you feel a lot of that scritch. Right. You know, which is nice for some me i'm i tend to want my nibs to be a bit smoother and i think this is the happiest of the of the two worlds for me mm. when it comes to a fine nib that can not only write smoothly but then can also give me that bit of embellishment when mm. i want to so it's, it really is a beautiful nib i want to just elaborate on something that i said before i said i like this pen very much However, I would have probably enjoyed it more if I had a regular Pilot fine nib in here instead of the FA nib. And the mm. reason, the reason, there's a few reasons for that, right? Me, I like stiffer nibs, unless it's a full-blown flex nib, right? So, I, when I write with this regular writing, the FA nib, I find that there is slight line variation when I didn't mean for it to be that way. Okay. And the reason why that's 
not good in my situation is because I use my pens at work and a lot of times at work you have cheap copy paper or notebooks or logs that you have to write in that have cheap paper. So I can't, I don't want line variation because it causes bleeding, it causes going through the page or signatures are bleeding through the page and stuff like that. So in my case, I would like for it to just be more consistent and more stiff. If you're the type of person that likes a, a very, very, very slight sprinkle of line variation in your writing and you like the softness of it and the bounciness of it, then the FA nib would be for you. But if you're like me and you're using it strictly as a utilitarian tool, does that make sense? But if you're using it just for its efficacy for daily writing, it's probably not the best one. It's probably not the most practical. Well, that's why now, the 912 comes in such a great variety. Mm -hmm. is because you get that same executive sort of style and then put a variety of this. Like, I think they make them 15 different sizes, the 912 now. 15 different tips. Like, like besides the FA, you have Extra Fine, Posting, Waverly, uh, oh. Music. Uh, there's, there's tons of different nibs in that set. Let me ask you something. Does the different sizes of the nibs affect the price? No, same price, everything. Same price pretty across neat. the board. Oh, that mm -hmm. is pretty cool, right? You would expect that maybe like a Waverly or a the specialty would, type. Yeah, would, would cost be a little more expensive, more. but yeah, that's what that's where you guys give props to Pilot because they they do it and they do it economically. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of the other brands, if it's anything outside of the normal fine, medium, broad, they're going to be like, pay up. Right. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with you. I was also talking about using this pen. I use this pen a lot for drawing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, and that's kind of like where it probably comes in handy a little more than when I'm writing because of the line variation that it gives you, right? Because right. in drawing and inking, you need different types of line weight to mm -hmm. accentuate like darknesses and shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. And when you're drawing and you're inking, you're not doing it as fast as you're writing in script. So right. I find that when it comes to inking, and drawing this pen is fantastic especially for like comic book art and i just i just scribbled up here if you if, if you're watch if you're look if you're looking a bunch of hash lines you know some are tapering some are just straight and then i just drew some lumps almost looks mm -hmm. like knuckles and added line weight to it so when i'm drawing stuff and i'm inking it it actually is really effective and i really enjoy it so this is the solution to i can use this pen instead of using like the Tombow hard tip brush pen for right. inking. The only caveat is what Chris said is he's right. The ink, and I'm using the Kuchuro, it's called. Okay. The Chukuro. Chukuro. The black it, black. it It does take a bit longer to dry. dry. And right. since it does take a bit longer to dry, I have to wait for it to completely dry before I take the eraser and erase away the pencils. Right. You know, and I'm talking about like one time I waited four hours and it's still smeared. Ooh. Yeah. So like I literally have to because think about it. The top like think about it in layers, right? You put down a line of ink of of fountain pen ink. The right. top layer dries first because it's exposed and creates a crust. Like think about it on a microscopic level. It creates a crust and underneath that crust is still slightly viscous ink that is still trying to dry, but it can't because the top layer dried first. Right. Now, four hours later, that bottom layer is still there. You might not 
smear it you know if you're lightly rubbing across with your finger or something like that but when you're taking a rubber eraser and you're mm -hmm. deliberately trying to get the the pencils underneath that ink right. you're going to break that top crusted that top layer almost like a scab of ink and underneath is going to be the ink that is that trying to dry. dry out and yeah. especially on paper that's ink resistant like the Strathmore what do you call it Bristol board the or Bristol boards any type of the endless papers, right? Mm -hmm. Those papers don't absorb the ink like tissue paper. And it doesn't, then the paper doesn't dry, right? So it's just sitting there until it cements on it. Well, I'm curious so to know as well, uh, there's probably some articles out there. I, th I think Jeff Pence has got a pretty good one about black inks and with the, comparing the various dry times of them, if there's maybe a, a black permanent ink that dries quicker. Hmm. That might be worth because a chukuro could be a very dark, rich black ink, right? But it doesn't dry very quickly. But there could be a black ink that, while not being as rich, dark black as chukuro, mm -hmm. could dry quicker and be more better suited for the purposes of what you're using in illustration. Right. It's not just the chukuro though. Mm -hmm. Like I was inking uh, drawings with noodlers in black. Mm -hmm. And that one also takes a bit of time to dry. Yeah. Right? I also tried carbon black. That one takes... A fair the... amount. Yeah. Mm. I also tried Mumplog Mystery Black. That one is quickest to dry, but the easiest to... Like, it'll be dry, but as you erase... The it kind black of... will come up with it, too? Yeah, yeah. The, uh -huh. It picks off the ink off the page. It doesn't smear it. But it like kind of like takes it off the page. So, Would you ever consider, let's say, doing your own comic book? Just even if it was for yourself, like just drawing your own comic panels and stuff. Are you are you going to be going to that level, or do you think you're just going to be doing a lot of just you know just different illustrations of superheroes? You know my personality, Tom. When I do stuff, the rabbit I... once the rabbit hole has been engaged, it goes down <laughs> as far as yeah. it could go. So what I'm doing right now is I have a plan. I have a four-year plan, mm. right? Because uh, you, you, I think I think you know this. In about four or five years, I'm retiring, right? And mm. when I retire, I want to do something creative as okay. a career because right. I'm not going to stop working. But I'm going to retire from the career I'm at, and I'll I'll have a I'll have a very comfortable pension. And I want, like my good friend Carrie Yeager said, I want the second half of my life. I want to really be like enjoy Benjamin it. Franklin, because he did most of the stuff that he's known for after he retired. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's did, yeah. Yeah. Well, you learn yeah. something new every day. So, what I want to do is I want to somehow be involved in arts. I want to be involved in the fountain pen industry community somehow whatever it is i don't know what it is yet as an influencer as an artist whatever so my four-year plan is this mm -hmm. for the next year i am I... obsessively studying anatomy facial anatomy body anatomy you know i'm drawing like skeletons i'm drawing people as geometric shapes and tubes and stuff like that right okay then i was thinking the second year i'm gonna really focus on perspective like two one point two point three point drawings landscape drawings buildings and stuff like that right yeah 
and Some then sketching yeah and then like the third year i'm thinking about lighting and dynamics and stuff like that different ways of shading in two-dimensional to make it look three-dimensional right because when you draw with inks there's no gradient of color right so with pencils you can do the smudge and you can go from dark and then it can just you create a value scale with right yeah with pencils, value right? scale not, with not inks, so much with black with and white inks, inks you can't do it in yeah. order to do it with inks you have to use hash lines Mm-hmm. And hash lines don't exist in nature. Like this shadow on my shirt, there's no hash lines on it. It's a gradient or it's just a solid color. Like hash lines don't exist. Gradients exist in nature, but not hash lines. So you got to figure but out a way. Let me let me throw this at you. In manga, they do use half tone screens. You know though. You know what those are? Like the little small little dots it kind of looks like if you were to look at a newspaper really close mm. and you would see like the separation of the dots. Manga uses the halftone screens to create the the shading uh, that's with, a, without without yeah. having to do brushwork. Yeah, so, that's a that's a cool there's other ways of being able to do it is basically what I'm saying. It's like right. there's, there's other creative ways of doing it. Yeah, too. sure. That's that's a cool way of doing it using dots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not dis I'm not saying no to that. It's just it's not what I'm looking it's not the look or style I'm going for. Okay. But Are you going for time, like the the mid '90s style, the the Mark Silvestri, kind of yeah. the Jim Lee look and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm just I'm just constantly like I'm just constantly in this sketchbook, this this small A5 size sketchbook. I'm just constantly every day. I'm just like doodling and drawing in it, and I'm just constantly like putting stuff in it, just you know, using pencils and inks and stuff. And I'm just constantly as much as possible just trying to get just get stuff on the page and learn something new every day right yep so that's that's my plan and i really want that plan i really not really want but i am going to incorporate that plan and this whole artistic journey that i'm on i want it to i want the backbone of it to be the fountain pen you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want to use the micron pens. I don't want to use brush pens. Um, I'll use, like, brush pens in order to color big areas. So I'm not right. sitting there with a fountain pen coloring in, you know, a, a big, strong black area, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to ink with fountain pens, and I want that to be my primary thing. And I want to get to a level that when I was 16 that I wanted to be at, right? I want to be at the level of, like, crease i won't get there but it doesn't matter i'm always like listen i used to fight i wanted to be at the level of george st pierre never got there but i I always tried until it was smarter to stop right but But see the thing about art is that you don't necessarily get to a level of proficiency where you could say oh i'm so much better than so-and-so or or so-and-so is so much better i mean we could obviously say that both of us since we're not professional comic book artists and crease is right that we're that he's a way better than us like, oh yeah you know but <laughs> but like but like when it comes to art though just being able to express yourself through lines and and drawing and thing is that is that it's more about how you can best express yourself mm-hmm. and to be your authentic self and then to maybe just capture the world around you in the way that you see it Right. Or the or the or what's going on in your head, and be able to translate it onto the page, and then mm-hmm. look at it and say, you know what, that actually looks better than what I had in my imagination. That that's really like where the key of 
success is there for you. You know what you it know? is also for me that I want? I want to have a style that is my own. Because right, right now, since I'm learning, I'm emulating everything. I'll see yeah. something and then I'll try to emulate it. Or I'll... I'll start a picture that I'm drawing and then I realize that as I'm drawing it, it's not exactly what I had in my stupid little pea-sized brain. It turned into something else. You know yeah. what I mean? And imitation is like the best way to get started, even with like writing and stuff. It's just, it's just imitate the things that inspire you and make yeah. you feel excited to come back to it and, and practice and be able to pick apart the things that work well that you like about the drawings that you see and you're imitating and then realize also too is like look at bad stuff that you don't like and you're like why do i not like this it's like well this one draws it this way where all the shapes are like this and i don't like the kind of the the, the style of it but i like this one better because mm -hmm. so and so. so you start to kind of pick apart the reasons and that's how you're going to be able to find your own style because you start to see preferences of what you like versus what you don't like just like mm -hmm. what you would with collecting pens it's like you kind of adapt to your own personal style by trying on different things mm. yeah that's a very that's a very insightful thing to hear i mean you went to art school so i know you've been very busy all week and i've been trying to like reach out to you because i had like art questions and stuff like that you have you art know? questions go ahead shoot what was your well, art all questions? right so my art question is like when you were learning to draw okay because I see a lot of online stuff. Like, I, I bought this pencil. It's a Mont Blanc classic. It's basically a 144 version of a pencil, and I got it right. in Paris. But then I'm watching online, and I see all these guys. They have, like, tape. So, like, the, the grip of their pencil is literally, like, an inch thick. Right. Uh, you know? How, what did you do with pencils when you were in art school? Did you do that? Did you? Is there a reason for that? Is there do a? I have, do I have any of them here? No, you know, I gave I gave my pencil box to my daughter because she's uh. into doing a lot of, you know, drawing and stuff now. She actually she likes painting on, uh, in school she'll draw on her hand like she'll draw mm. these really awesome looking tattoos and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. That's besides the point. So, um, no, my my pencils just were the regular wood case pencils and. Mm -hmm. I developed a, a callus on my middle finger on the on the the left side of my middle finger because I used to hold the pencil really tight, especially yeah, the same number here. two. Right yeah. Here. So like I would hold that really tight and you would just you know, start to wear on it so much during the day that it would start to kind of swell up and develop that, that callus that's on there. But now mm. it's gone now, but yeah, that's that's how it was. But mm. I, I didn't modify them at all. I just usually would just Right, draw with them as they were. Yeah, so these pros, they do that. They modify their pencil so that the middle, of, the grip of it is like literally like holding. That makes something sense. Than, yeah, it's but more why does it do it that way? Why? But, but the thing is, like, I don't, I didn't do that. I'm not going to do it to this pencil, right? Mm -hmm. No, because yeah. <laughs> that's just if I, silly. <laughs> right, but I have other pencils. I have the Graph 1000. I have. Mm -hmm. The retro 50 i'm not gonna do it to my retro 51s but the point is if i did it i'd only do it because i saw someone else do it and i have no idea why it's done you know what yeah. i mean and then also yeah. there's the differences and i don't i i should have looked this up myself but every time i have a chance to look something up i look up something else anatomy related or you know what's the difference between the the b's of the pencils right so like i remember crease was talking about it 
so I wrote but, a actually wrote there's an article on Goldspot about uh, selecting your pencil mm-hmm. lead size or, or lead thickness and things like that. There's uh, because I because I have known this from my time as developing as a student of the arts, let's say. Right. So, so yeah. So there's a scale. Think of it as like an integer scale. On the one hand, you have like negative four, and on the other hand, you have positive four. And right in the middle is what F, I would say. There's an F lead, and it's kind of like right in the middle of both. The H is the hard stuff. So H would be like, you know, the negative side of the integer scale. And the higher the number of the H, the harder the lead is, and the lighter your stroke is with that pencil lead. Okay. So it would take it would take a lot of pressure to make a dark mark with let's say a six H lead. Okay. And so I six think H it only pretty much the gets lightest. up to like I think it gets up to eight or eight or ten possibly. So it's like eight eight lead. It's a very very hard hard lead that it was for. It's really meant for very light underdrawings. So if you really don't want to have to erase a lot, or or you 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 just want to make a very light lines on on your paper, then go that very far like seven h eight h whatever. Mm. But then on the opposite end of the scale, you have the b's. So if you go with let's say an eight b. That's a really soft lead, so that's like lipstick. Yeah, basically it <laughs> will paint the it will paint the paper a very dark mark without having to put much pressure on it. Mm. What's an H B lead then? It's kinda like right in the middle, like I said, like an F lead. Like it's it's just right in that middle and that's mm. yeah. It's it typically I think most standard pencils are, are typically in that two B, so it's kind of right. a little bit on the softer side. Mm. So but that's I mean what yeah, I they range they range anywhere from that. But it's really meant for if you're doing a lot of pencil work, like if you're doing pencil portraits and you want to do that uh, that gradient effect where you're where you're blending and you're creating that feeling of chiaroscuro, which is that that Rembrandt uh, technique that kind of creates uh, shadows and and makes the image almost kind of seem like it's shadowed very heavily, then that's that's what you would want to do. But if you're just doing the line work to then ink it right afterwards you might want to stick with doing let's say like a like a like a let's say 2h or 4h because oh, then really? you would have the light lines that would just basically suggest where you're going to put the ink later because the finished piece is going mm. to be an in ink so you right. really have to really concern yourself about well how's it going to look in pencil it's really you're just going to basically outline it so that then you could go back in and ink and then ink all the areas that need to be inked hmm that's kind of like you're creating a tracing for yourself to go back over with the ink. Yeah. So as much as I am ADHD, I took all that in. And I'm actually going nice. to now go on Amazon. I'm going to like look, buy different pencil lids. They usually come in pencil. sets. Like if you get yeah. like a Derwent set or something like that, there's there's sets of them that they have like the whole H set or the whole B mm. set. And they have them in different grades. Mm. No. So. More shit that I'm going to buy. Unless you have it at Goldspot, then I'll get it from Goldspot. No, that's not said. something like arts. Art, you know, arts and craft stuff is not something that is Goldspot's yeah. forte. Okay. At, one, at one point, we did have like Prismacolor, and then uh, Karandash had some pencil, uh, you know, some art pencils and stuff. But uh, those tend to be pretty expensive, and yeah. you know, it, to be quite honest, you could get away with doing some pretty good drawings with just the standard stuff you could get, right? Uh, from like Michaels or right. Hobby Lobby, Hobby Shop, that sort of thing. Right. I hear you. Well, listen, that was an interesting discussion. I'm gonna we're gonna wrap this up. I want to thank everybody for 
tuning in to episode number 177. Now, there was a winner for the 24 pen case by Girologio. I announced it on YouTube because the winner was selected from YouTube, but I haven't heard from him. So I'm going to give it a couple more weeks, and then I'm going to go ahead and redo it. And also, <laughs> Or just there... keep it for yourself. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I feel like that's unethical. But we also have a winner from from Instagram and the Instagram winner for the Crease art and I haven't mailed it out and I reached out to him and let him know that I've just been been very busy is yeah is an awesome dude his name is crispy on Instagram congratulations you're going to get the Crease art bust of Captain America and with that said I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thanks again. This was episode number 177. Make sure you check out our sponsors, Gold Spot Pens and Luxury Brands of America, specifically the Banu pen coming out for in commemoration of Halloween. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.